Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing going through the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in the eighth chapter. And, you know, we're moving into these things where you're seeing how Jesus is relating to the people and what he did day in and day out. Uh, Again, let not a spirit of familiarity rob you of some things. You know, sometimes we we sit there and read read these accounts and go, well, yeah, Jesus did this. He healed this person. He cast out the demon over here and did this and did that. And we get rather lackadaisical about it. And such should not be. If for no other reason, folks, Jesus tells us later on at the end of everything, He says, the things that I do, you will do likewise and even greater things. I think we are seeing in the example of Jesus how we are to walk about as kingdom creatures and how we are to live the kingdom. Now, let's go to the fifth verse of the eighth chapter, and it says this. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him. Now, a centurion is someone who's in charge of a hundred soldiers. So he would have been a Roman soldier. He would not have been a Jew in all likelihood, okay? He would have been a Roman soldier. And verse 6 says this, And saying this, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. You know, sometimes it does help to sort of look up the words to see exactly what they may mean, you know? Uh, We see what's going on here. He's got a servant, and he's lying paralyzed at home. But that servant, it actually uh, is the idea of literally a boy. So it's like a young man, a young boy who is uh, my servant. And he was highly esteemed by the centurion, obviously, because he's seeking help for him. And he says he's lying paralyzed. That word lying literally means that he was thrown down paralyzed. Well, that right there gives us some insight and some stuff, doesn't it? And then he says he's thrown down paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. And, and that tormented, the Greek word literally means battered about and tortured. And the fearfully means terribly and vehemently. So he's got this young boy servant that's been thrown down, paralyzed, and he's being vehemently tortured. Well, that gives you some insight into what's happening right here, right? Verse 7, Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Jesus didn't hesitate for a moment. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. The centurion continues, verse 9, For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, Truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. And so it's it's this idea, I haven't found such great faith even among those in Israel. Jesus continues speaking, verse 11, I say to you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into the outer darkness. 
in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So Jesus seizes this moment uh, to bring forth some profound teaching right here. Okay, We'll get to that in just a moment. But the centurion comes along, asks him, and says, Hey, Lord, I'm not even worthy for you to come under my roof. No, no, no. I'm a man under authority. So I tell soldiers to do this, they do it. I tell my slave to do this, he does it. I say to another one, do this, they do it. So what is he saying? He's saying, Lord, I know you have authority to deal with this issue. You have authority to deal with organic illnesses, sicknesses, diseases. You have problems to deal with things that aren't organic. In other words, things that are spiritual. When a demonic spirit or unclean spirit comes against somebody and causes physical malady, you have authority to deal with this. So Jesus is marveling at this and it has this great teaching. Well, let me go to the end right here and we'll deal with what happened to the centurion servant. Then we'll come back. Verse eight, uh, 13. And Jesus said to the centurion, go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. My, do you see what's going on here? This centurion believed that Jesus could heal. Jesus was willing to go. He's about to pack it up and go on down at his house. And the centurion says, no, 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 no need for you to do that. You just need to speak the word and it will be. Jesus is marveling at that. And Jesus says at verse 10, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. Then in verse 13, it will be done for you as you have believed. They're the same basic word, faith and believe. Jesus says, go, it shall be done. And it was done that moment. Do we have that kind of faith, folks? Do we have that faith to pray for folks? Whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> that was wild, wasn't it? Oh, man, I had a little thing go off over here. Something about that. Do we have the faith to pray for people and to speak healing upon people in that way, to call upon the name of the Lord in that way? Do we? You know, do we believe? Then what does Jesus teach right here? He says, you know what? There's going to be many that come from the east and west and recline at the table of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. He's letting the Jewish people that are listening right there know that the Gentiles are going to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. The prophets have told this for hundreds of years, but he's letting them know that many are going to come from the east and from the west. They're going to have faith like this centurion. They're going to believe like this centurion. And they're going to be a part of the kingdom of heaven to such a degree they're going to be reclining at the table of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But then this little caveat, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast in the outer darkness. What? Who are the sons of the kingdom? He's saying this. Those that are the Jewish people, that are the people of the Lord who do not believe, who reject Messiah, Okay, they will be cast into the outer darkness, into the place that there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, he's saying, just because you are of the Jewish line doesn't mean you're in right relationship with God. 
don't sit here and be shocked that a centurion, a Gentile in all likelihood, a Gentile right here, comes in faith and comes in belief while those that are the people of the Lord reject it. He says the sons of the kingdom, they're going to be cast in the outer darkness. They're going to be cast in a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus himself describes that place, weeping and gnashing of teeth. But then he looks up, looks at the centurion and says, hey, go. It shall be done for you as you have believed. One last thought. What do you believe? Who do you believe? Who do you believe in? What do you believe? Do you believe it will be done for you? Take it before the Lord and see what he says to you. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.